Come on. I wasn't, I'm not cheering you up to, oh, thank you. Well, come on. Let's welcome him all. Come on. How many of you know Jesus is in the building today, this morning? And that's who we're worshipping and that's who we appreciate, isn't it? So, so exciting. But, but I'm pretty awesome too. Very cool. I'm so excited to be with you guys. Listen, there is a, what Rachel was just praying about, Lord, pour your spirit out. You know, we hear it so often, you know, with the quoting of Joel 2, you know, God, pour your spirit out. Would you come? Would you move? But how many of you know that that is a fitting prayer for this season? It's a fitting prayer for Australia. God, would you pour your spirit out? He said, in the latter days, in the last days, I will. Everyone say, I will. Pour my spirit out. And then it says, my sons and daughters will what? Prophesy, my old men and women will. And, that, and young men and, and young women can dream dreams too. How many dreamers have we got in here? So good. But isn't it beautiful that the spirit of God is the thing that empowers us the Spirit of God is the thing that re- is the person who reveals what is to come. He's a revealer of His purposes, His plans and His ways. And I really feel like I'm very excited to see what God's doing in this next season. I really, really am. Now, I just came um, off a flight, literally just landed off a flight. And I, 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 there's been so many things happening. We just were um, ministering up in Brisbane and we were doing a prophetic presbytery to hundreds and hundreds of leaders and young people. Really amazing time. And how many of you know that God is on the move? And now I've ministered to, uh, I love uh, people that are, orig- are originally from Asia. And I would have just ministered to, I can't even tell you how many congregations based out of Asia. And God is on the move in Southeast Asia. He really, really is. And I was so encouraged by the hunger and the devotion of the people that we were just ministering to. It was really, really cool. Anyway, cool. Okay, so I want to go through a number of scriptures. I want to talk about waging the good warfare today. Everyone say, waging the good warfare. Very good. This is, all, this is, this is what God is asking us to do. And, and for those people on live stream, it's the same for you. Wherever you are, I really believe this is word in season. This is something, thank you for that. This is something that the Lord is on so, it's a, such a time. Such a, a, I'll give you the mic if you want, but we're, we, you know, we're in kind of a, we're in a bit of a tussle here. But if we can start, thank you so much. Oh, mummy, I know, I know. When I'm in trauma, I say mummy too, but it doesn't, <laughs> so good. Okay, can you put up 1 Timothy chapter 1 verse 18 for me? We're going to kick off with that. Really want us to get into the get into this today and really um, engage with how this fits into where God's got us specifically. I think it's really really important. Okay, so let's let's read it together. This command I entrust you, Timothy, my son, in accordance with the prophecies previously made concerning you, that by them you might may fight the good fight. And in other versions, it says, wage the good warfare. We're just going to stick with that scripture for now. And it's really interesting that we hear that all the time. And how many people that you've been in a, 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 a many, maybe for some of you many years ago, uh, uh, in a youth meeting, or you've heard this scripture, or you've been in a prophetic conference, and you've heard this scripture, and it's all about standing, and it's all about, come on, contend and believe that God is going to come through. But you need to contend and believe with the, with the prophetic words that have been spoken over you. How many people have had an, had an experience like that where God is, you feel like that scripture has been quickened to you specifically? And you know, let me tell you this right now. It's so, it's so interesting. The Lord was speaking to me about the prophetic. And, and as I said, over the last few days, I couldn't have prophesied over more people in my entire life. I was like, did it, did it, did it, did it. And they were just lining them up, lining them up. And it was so amazing. And you know what was amazing? That we prophesied over so many people, but God had a word for everyone. He had a word for everyone. And, I've, and, and it, there was a level of, I would say, healthy skepticism as, we, as I stepped into some of the ministry we were doing, because I thought, we've got all of these people. Is God going to have a word for everyone? And the answer is yes. He had a word. And do you know why? Because the Holy Spirit is the parakeletos, you know, when Barnabas actually, they renamed him. They renamed him Paracalesis. 
the advocate, the one that comes alongside. And the Holy Spirit is the one that comes alongside us to encourage us, to empower us, and to see us through to the end of the walk that he has set up for us. And it's so, so exciting. Anyway, okay, so, so we're prophesying over these people. And what's, what's so interesting is that in this, can you put the scripture back up, please? Is it says, wage the good, it says, this command I entrust you, Timothy, my son, in accordance with the prophecies previously made concerning you, that by them you may fight the good fight. And what's so interesting is that why would he need to fight the good fight with the prophecies? Someone can shout out why, why would, why would that even be said? Because there was stuff going on in his world. Because those prophecies hadn't come to pass yet. But yet he had to fight the good fight and wage the good warfare with the prophetic words that he had been given by the, in the past by the Lord. And this is really interesting. And I felt the Lord say, as I was starting to unpack this scripture with him, I said, God, what is it about this scripture? And he said, this scripture, Timothy was in a place, this is what the Lord said to me, and, and obviously you can, you can weigh up what I'm about to say. He said, Timothy was in a place where his life was actually under a lot of scrutiny where the ministry that he was in was under a lot of scrutiny. And I've always read this passage as this passage refers to what is to come for Timothy instead of where he was at. And I feel like one of the things that the Lord is speaking in this moment or in this season is when you are doing what you're doing, remember the prophecies that were given to you about the season that you're in now. And when stuff comes, when it's hard, when it starts to, when there's a level of contending over your world, use those prophetic words to actually administrate a place of warfare against the advances of the enemy. You know, it says submit to God and then it says resist the devil and he will flee from you. And I really believe that the submission unto God is part of this. Submit to God and what he said over your world and then you are actually able to wage the good warfare, resist the devil, and then he then flees. How many people feel like you've been in a season in this, uh, or in a season of opposition? You feel like there's been, oh gosh, everyone. Okay, cool. Okay, it was perfect. Fitting, fitting word then. And so what's really cool then is that we can grab these prophetic words and we can go, okay, what does it look like for me to wage the good warfare with these prophetic words, contend and actually keep pushing forward into all the things that God has called me to do? Because this is, uh, this is the time. I was just on a plane uh, a few minutes ago and there was not one person that had a mask on. Not one. There was not one person with a mask at the airport. There was not one person with a mask at the other airport. No masks was And people are cheering and they're saying, woohoo, no masks, you know. And it's funny what effect it had on me when I went to the toilet a couple of times. Um, <laughs> What, what effect it had on me that no one had any masks on. I, w I'm, I was shocked because I felt like there was a level of, normality be, be, uh, level of normality sorry, being restored. But the reality is that there is not necessarily a level of normality being restored, as we know, because we come to Field of Dreams and we hear Todd every week and we hear, you know, we hear some of the reality of what's actually going on in the spirit world and in the natural too. And, and what was really interesting is I felt the Lord say that people are now feeling at rest again. They're at rest. And I'm not trying to kind of trigger you guys to be, not be at rest anymore. But what was really interesting is I suddenly felt at rest and then God was started to speak to me again about waging the good warfare with the prophetic words that I'd had. And I'm like, well, why do I need to wage the good warfare if I'm in a place where I'm feeling at rest? Do you know what the answer is? Stuff's gonna happen. Stuff is gonna happen. And you know that I'm quite a strong prophetic person and sometimes God will give prophetic people a bit of insight into what's gonna come. And when at the start of 2020, and this is gonna be encouraging, don't worry, the exhorter is out. Um, um, at the start of 2020, there was, there was, there was all this huge tsunami came through and everyone was like bowled over with this huge tsunami. And I remember we were in the staff room with our staff and we were talking about tsunamis and we were saying, oh, this is a tsunami. And all of us or a number of us in the staff room were saying, but it's just going to go back. Everything's going to return to quote unquote normal. And then another tsunami wave is going to come. And I just, and, and so this isn't to like stir up, everyone's now resting and they're like, I wish I hadn't gone to church this morning because I was feeling so encouraged. But this is a word of encouragement because how many of you know, no matter what happens, God is with us. 
How many of you know, no matter what happens, it says in the Word, it says that God will continually work for the good for those who love Him and are according to His purposes. How many of you know that it says in the Word that He will complete the good work that He started? How many of you know that it says that He will accomplish all that concerns us? And so because of that, then when God speaks a prophetic word, He has the intentionality to see that prophetic word all the way through to the end. And this is so, so important because how many people have got prophetic promises? Well, I feel like this is a time where we dig in now to the journals. We dig in now to some of those prophetic promises and we start to go back in, evaluate, meditate on the things that God has spoken to us, about us over the years. And we start to meditate and we start to build ourselves up in those things just in case. Everyone say just in case. World War Three happens. Just in case another tsunami comes. Just in case. So that we're actually built up and we're in a place where we, have, we are able to contend and we are able to resist the enemy in, in any way that he's trying to restrict us from moving into more of the fullness of the things that we feel like we're called to. Because how many of you know that whatever happens in the world, your prophetic promises, your prophetic destiny is not subject to COVID-19? How many of you know that's true? The things that God has spoken to you is not subject to external circumstance because the Lord knows when he speaks something why he's speaking it and he knows the outcome and he knows the season. And I think this is really important. And I really believe this is a fitting word for many people in here today. That God, is everyone okay? Are you all with me? Okay, good. All right, cool. Okay, so if you can put up for me um, Isaiah 55 verse 8. We're going to read through to verse 12. So Isaiah 55 verse 8. And it says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, declares the Lord Keep going. For as the heavens, let's all read it together, are higher than the earth, my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. For as the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return there without watering the earth and making it bare and sprout and furnishing seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so will my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It will not return to me empty without accomplishing what I desire and without succeeding in the matter for which I sent it. And this is so, so, so cool. We can just leave it there. Uh, um, next verse is too encouraging. And so, <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Uh, but, but, I just, uh, but I just wanna focus on the accomplishing of the word. Because the Lord said, how many of you know that God, know, God is the Alpha and the Omega? He's the beginning and the end. So every time he speaks something, I really believe this is so fitting. Every time he speaks something over anybody, he knows exactly the season. He knows what seasons are coming. He knows where you're at. So every time he speaks something, he's not going, oh my goodness, I should have waited a month. Oh my goodness, I forgot. I gave you that word, but I forgot that COVID-20 was coming. It's not real. That's not how God is. God is so clever. He's so wise. And He knows all. And He's the beginning and the end. So when He releases something specifically to you, He knows what is coming in your world. He knows where you're at. And He will consistently... Oh, wow, wow, wow. Can you just feel there's a shift in the air? I just felt that so strongly. He is consistently standing, literally, and... and, and wow, this happened again. All right. God's moving today. God's moving today. He's stirring stuff up. Oh, okay, cool. And he's constantly, and, and, he's sta and he's literally walking alongside us and consistently, like Barnabas, he's advocating and he's encouraging that, we, that, that these words are going to come to pass. There is something. So Karen, do you want to just stand up? I just literally, I just see this angel just standing there. Just put your hands up. Father, right now in the name of Jesus, we thank you for Karen. We thank you for that new, new day that's being released over her world. Father, we thank you for new levels of, uh, Father, we thank you for platforms of promotion. God, we thank you for promotion in you. Father, we thank you that, it's, that you are setting people up that have the heart of shepherds to look after people. Father, we thank you for the gifts that she has, especially the gifts of hospitality. Father, we thank you that she, the part of her gifting is to bring people into a place of belonging, 
And so, Father, even in this next season, we thank you that you would literally awaken that part of her world through hospitality, through love, through nurture, in order that people would, would come into a place of healing and wholeness where the spirit wow, of orphanness will be eradicated from people's life. In the name of Jesus, Father, we thank you that she will administrate and minister with the spirit of adoption through practical works of service for people. And so, Father, we thank you that people, many will be healed as a result of just engaging with Karen in this next season. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, Amen. Awesome. So good. Okay, cool. Yep, okay. So, the words that God has given us over the years, we're going to start to resurrect those. We're going to start to look at those again. We're going to start to go, okay, what does it look like? What does it look like for me to start to wage war? And those things that haven't yet come to pass yet, re-engaging God with those and saying, okay, God, I had a word about this. What are you saying about that in this season? I heard a word about this. What are you saying about that in this season? And then when we're re-engaging God, allowing God to tweak, allowing God to move on those words specifically, to re-engage them, to give us a, a new layer to some of them. And then for some of them, allowing Him to kind of remove them from us. And for others, allowing Him to tell us what we needed to adhere to, what criteria we needed to partner with Him in, in order to see those things come to pass. And this is totally, I believe, something that's very fitting for the, for the now. Okay, cool. Now, are you guys okay? You're very quiet. Is everyone very quiet? No. Is it because you're listening so intently to what I'm saying? It's very good. I'm very proud of you. Good. Okay, now. Okay. So, I, on the plane, coming back, it was very turbulent. Not going to lie. It was extremely turbulent. And so I got on the plane and I had to, by mid-flight, I had the, <laughs> the head of the cabin crew, the cabin manager of the business class consoling me. <laughs> no joke. Uh, she said, are you okay? I'm like, it's a bit turbulent, isn't it? Anyway, and the reason it was turbulent, and I'm going to read something prophetically into it, is because it was raining so much. I got up at four o'clock in the morning, looked out the window, as you do, and it was pouring with rain in Brisbane. Pouring with rain. And I'm like, No. It's raining. And then the driver picked me up at quarter past four and he said, it's raining a lot, isn't it? And I'm like, don't even say it. You know, I'm looking at the clouds, looking for the break in the clouds, you know, and, and no break. And, but what was really interesting is that when you come through, and, and, and I just really want to, I, I just felt like there was a prophetic thing in that. I was talking to Rachel a tiny bit about it for one second. What was interesting in that, and even with regards to what I'm speaking about this morning, is that there was a, the turbulence was so extreme coming out because of all the flood rains coming into uh, New South Wales that it was literally, you know, have you ever been on a plane and they say, everyone be seated. So we, we're all free, everything was fine. And then we were all put into lockdown on the plane. How many people have ever been on a plane like that before? And then they, so they announced and they said, everyone needs to take their seats, fasten your seatbelts and the cabin crew will be doing the same. And then every, you, hear every, you feel everyone go, <gasps> And then it started to get dark. Now it was already it was relatively dark. It was gray outside. Then it starts to get even grayer. And I'm like, no, no more gray. And we start to fly through. And then we start, and then it starts gently. So you're on the plane. And what was really interesting is that I I so we went through it and blah blah blah. We go through this turbulence. And on the other side of the turbulence, uh, people were just checking that people were okay, or probably just checking that I was okay. <laughs> and, and the lady came over to me and she said, are you okay? And I said, to be perfectly honest, I've had a few flights that I haven't overly enjoyed over the years. And they've really, they've really affected me and I don't overly like turbulence. Oh gosh, I'm being very vulnerable. I'm taking a page out of Christina's book. I wish this was the afternoon service and not the morning. Um, but, but I, say, I said to her, look, to be honest, I've had a number of flights, very turbulent flights, and I don't overly enjoy, you know, the whole, the whole process of being shaken around and blah, blah, blah. And she said to me, so she said, I'm going to come back and talk to you. And this is what she decided to say to me. So she, said, she came back to my seat and she said, okay, she said, I want to tell you something. And I said, and she said, I've been flying for a long time and over Australia, the turbulence isn't that severe. And I said, well, you know, I fly into Asia sometimes, or I used to, and it was crazy. And she said, yeah, into Asia and other places it can be. But she said this, she said that she has literally been 
flying over cyclones, and the pilot will bring her in to the, and other people into the cockpit to watch the weather systems they're flying over. And she said to me that she has flown over some of the worst, worst weather systems you could possibly imagine, eyes of the storm, and they're literally flying over these. And she said, but each time we're always safely over the storm. And I just want to encourage you, that's what I feel like the Lord is saying in this today. I feel like the Lord is saying that even when the storms come, yes, we're waging war with the prophetic words, but even in the time when the storms come, the Lord is bringing us right up above the tsunamis, right up above the storms, right up above the hurricanes. And he's saying, you are soaring safely with me on the high places, in the high place, way above the storms, because you're not subject to the storms of the world. You are not subject to the storms of the world. But the way that we know that we're not subject to the storms of the world is we have to tap into who Christ is for us in all things and then the prophetic words that He has spoken over us, specifically over us, knowing that He had the intentionality to perform those words. So when He spoke the word, He knew that that word would come to pass. This is so, so important because when you get a word and you know that you have a word to wage war with, it doesn't matter what comes. You say, no, God said that I'm going to do this, so therefore this can't happen. Or God said I'm going to do this, so therefore whatever opposition comes against me, whatever my mind is doing, it says you will refute every tongue that accuses you. It says in the word, no weapon forged against you, Isaiah chapter 54, verse 17, no weapon forged against you will prosper. You will refute every tongue that accuses you. The word refute means to prove false, means to untie, means to disempower. So if we're called to disempower the lies, we can only do that if we're founded in truth. So we disempower the lie just like Jesus did when he was out in the wilderness. He disempowered the lie by speaking the truth of the word of God. So God is saying in this season, he's saying, make sure you tap into my word, but tap into the prophetic promises. So when and if, or let's just say when, when weapons come, you can successfully refute and untie and disempower them by administrating the weapons of warfare that God has given you in Christ, that he spoke to you by his spirit in order that you can pull your sword out and say, no devil, this is not my time to go because Jesus said, I'm gonna be a pastor or no devil, this is not my time to not go, you know. Uh, it doesn't matter what it is. And, and so many times, I remember when I was in multiple situations where I thought I was gonna die and some of them are legitimate, not many. <laughs> Everyone's laughing. And some of them have been illegitimate, many. And, 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 and you know, uh, how many people are worst case scenario people? No. Okay, all right, one, one person, oh my goodness. I'm supposed to be an optimist and I am for everyone else, but for myself, I find it difficult. Okay. And, and so many instances, and I remember being in situations um, at multiple times, most of the, normally, I'm not going to go through Todd's stories now, most of the time with Todd though, where I felt like my life was being extremely threatened and I was really unhappy about it. But what was really interesting is each of those times that I was in those situations, God would always bring me back to the prophetic words that he spoke. He would always bring me back to those words and saying, what's the devil telling you? And I say, okay, he's telling me I'm going to be kidnapped. I'm going to be killed. I'm never going to see my family again. But then the Lord would say, but didn't I tell you that this is what you're going to do with Asher when he's a teenager? I'm like, but you did say that. And they said, well, why would I say that if you're going to be kidnapped and killed? Do you see what I'm saying? But that is how God wants us to re-engage this season too. He wants us to engage this season because we are called, we are in a place right now where strongholds of the mind are coming down. And, God, and the enemy continually puts pressure on us, continually leverages those things that are unfulfilled and unhealed in our world, continually with the spirit of foreboding. Fear of the future, fear of what is gonna go wrong. And the Lord says, no, no more foreboding. No more fear of the future because you know that I'm good and you know that I have every intentionality to see the fullness of what you're called to do come to pass. And when we come into that place, we're able to stand strong and we say, okay, whatever this looks like, I'm in and it's gonna be okay. You know, that you, there are gonna be a lot of prophetic warnings coming over the last, over the next, sorry, over the next probably year, you are gonna see and hear so many prophetic warnings coming. And because there is stuff stirring and there is stuff moving, we know that. Um, 
But let me tell you this, when you read the prophetic warning, don't go into panic, don't default into a place, oh my goodness, what are we gonna do? Is it COVID-20, is it gonna be the same as 19? Are we gonna go into lockdown? Don't even think about that stuff. Don't even give airtime to the negativity from the enemy. Don't even give it airtime, but instead start to look at again those prophetic words, the prophetic promises, the things that God has spoken to you about your life personally. And say, God, what does it look, you're saying all this, this is what's going on here, but where do I fit? What, what are you saying about me? And then allow him, to re, allow him to direct you to re-engage those places, re-engage the word of God. Re-engage that place of living in an, in an ascended lifestyle where you're far above the storm. Far above, it actually says far, abru- far above every principality and rule in Christ. That's where you sit, that's where you engage. If a war happens, a principality engages a war, but where are you? Far above, far above. And God knows that we are here for such a time as this. And he knew what would happen. He knew that COVID would happen. He knew that masks would happen. He knew that all of this stuff would happen. And yet he still chose to put you in this era we could, I sometimes look around the congregation, normally the staff actually, and I wonder if God had chosen us to run a church in like medieval times. Does anyone ever do that? No one's ever done that. Is it just me? Yeah, I do that. I, I often do that. I think, God, what would, have ha- what would we all look like if we all... If we had all been born in, say, the 1800s, I always think that because God knew that we had to all be born in some of you guys... Uh, uh, I'm not going to name dates, but I was born in 1979. So on the 6th of May, 1979, God found it fitting for me to be born in a very strange way. Um, well, not strange as in, I'm sure it was. <laughs> I'm now I feel really silly. <laughs> See, my mum and dad met in a lightning storm. They didn't even know each other. There was a lightning storm. It shut out all the electricity. And there was a pub down the road of my mum's house and my dad's house called the Bullseye Pub. It's called the Bullseye. And my dad, so everyone, they're all in university. All the lights went out and they all went down to the Bullseye Pub. And my mum met my dad in that lightning storm. So maybe God sent the lightning bolt to shut out all the electricity so my mum would be my dad. Isn't that interesting? I thought it was really interesting. Obviously they fell in love. I'm not gonna say what happened that night, but let's just say that, that I was born after they got married. So very cool, all right. But this is really, really cool. So, but, <laughs> complete tangent, complete tangent there, okay. <laughs> but God knew that I would be born on the 6th of May, 1979 at 9.17 p.m. He knew that and he knew the same for you. And I sometimes look at the staff and I think, what if we'd been born in 1879 and we would all been called together to work together for such a time as this on the earth, but as, a, a, you know, like spirit. Imagine, Todd, imagine what Todd would be wearing preaching in medieval times. He'd be having one of those funny frilly like, I think it would sue him. I think it would look great. And, 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 but I sometimes think about that and I think about it in a completely godly revelatory way because I think about it in accordance to the season and time that we live in. And I, thought, I think to myself, God, my spirit could have been propelled onto the earth at any stage, but you decided now. You decided for me to be alive in 2022. On the back of craziness, you decided to, for me to be alive, living in Australia in 2022 and beyond. Why? Why is that? And it's because who I am is perfectly fitting to fulfill the assignment that God has given me to change the world in 2022, to be a history maker in 2022, to be working with all of this, you guys, this amazing bunch of people in Adelaide and obviously uh, people that are watching online, to be born for such a time as this, to partner with God, to see heaven come to earth in this season, regardless of what's going on. And that, I lean into that and I go, oh, that's part of my original design. That's part of who I am. You knew, it says, uh, Jeremiah, before you were born, before you were in the womb, I knew you and I set you apart as a prophet to the nations. And I feel like every one of us needs to tap into that sometimes and go, before we were born, he already knew. And then when you stand and when there's opposition and when things don't look normal, you go, God, what's going on? Ah, 
you knew that this would happen. You knew that I'd be here. I'm not saying we can't make decisions, but God always knew the decisions that we would make and he knew, he, he knew our flaws, he knew our strengths, and he knew how we would respond in each and every season. And yet he still decided to put us here now. He, yet he still decided to speak those prophetic words over us all individually. He decided, he, he had every intentionality to fulfill those. So when he gave you a word, Jörg, he, he knew that you were to fulfill that. And Sabine, he knew that. Marina, the same. It doesn't matter who you are, Zach and Bonnie. He gave you these words with the intentionality to see those words come to pass, regardless of the season, regardless of the turbulence. And I feel like he, the Holy Spirit is like a Qantas cabin manager today, coming and sitting beside us and saying, oh, you're feeling a bit of foreboding about the turbulence that came. But let me tell you this right now. The turbulence is there because the flood is there. The turbulence is there because it's a time of rain. And it says, ask for rain in a time of rain. And when Rachel was praying this morning, she was praying, God, would you pour your spirit out? And let me tell you this, the Holy Spirit will be poured out. But the book of Isaiah chapter 60 says, what does it say? It says, Arise, shine for your light has come and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. Surely deep darkness covers the earth, but the glory is risen upon you. And so I feel like the Lord is saying, don't forget that in a time of heavy rain, there'll be turbulence. And I'm talking about heavenly rain. In a time of heavenly rain, in a time of revival, in a time of outpouring, in a time of reformation, in a time of taking the mountains, there will always be turbulence. But the Lord is saying, just remember that I set you aside. I set things in motion for you to be born and in this particular time to fulfill the particular design, mission and mandate that I gave you before the beginning of time. And I haven't forgotten. It says that God will continually work for good in all things. And this is really, really interesting. Is everyone okay? And because I feel like we've just got to tap into it and you might be going, well, what are you seeing? What are you sensing? And the reality is I'm sensing crazy stuff in the air. I really am. I haven't been able to break it over the last few days. I'm like, oh God. You know, like Todd's been saying, it's like a month and a week, a year and a month, a year and a day. You know, things change constantly. I mean, in one day, we had a, completely, a complete shift of rulership in, in the United Kingdom, which was a shift in Commonwealth rulership overnight. And we were just messaging as an eldership and, and, and you know, um, um, and Rachel has a love for um, the royal family. And so we're just going, oh my goodness. And, and it's one of the things, we're just sending messages. And one of the things is we're just saying, we can't believe this is actually happening in our lifetime. It's just so amazing. But this was, that happened in one day. And again, a spiritual shift, a spiritual movement in one day. What else is going to happen? And we don't think of it, oh my goodness, we start to get nervous or tentative about what could happen. But let me tell you this, it doesn't, it doesn't matter because God has set us way above all of these things in order that we would be able to administrate his kingdom on earth. And I just feel like, again, the sons of God, just like Adrian and Leslie were talking about, just remembering again who we have been called to be, to be, live it, first of all, as in an ascended lifestyle, but understanding that creation is waiting in eager expectation for the sons of God to be revealed. I prophesied over a, 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 a pastor leader in Zambia uh, about three days ago, and it was a non-African couple that had gone to plant a church in Zambia. And I prophesied over this couple, and I said, oh, so I've given them this word about crops and all this stuff. And then I said, and you're going to have favour with the weather. You're going to have favour with the weather. And then he starts crying. And, said, and then, so at the end of the session, he says to me, my wife, when they do crusades, my wife literally commands the weather. And he says that, you know, he'll command, she'll command the rain to stop and the rain will stop. And, you know, and, and literally a pushing back of clouds in order that the crusades can happen because obviously people walk for many, many miles to attend the crusade grounds. And, and, and so he's telling me this at the end. And I said, you're going to just have such a favor and that's going to be a sign and a wonder. And he was saying this. He said that people would, uh, he would meet people like a year, two years later after the crusades that they've been doing in Zambia. And he'd meet these people and they'd say, oh, you're the guy. And he'd go, yeah, yeah, I'm the guy. No, 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 you're the guy that's married to the girl that can change the weather. And, <laughs> and, and all good husbands know that that's, how, that's, the, that's the reality of your life. And, and <laughs> people say to me, oh, you're Daryl. I'm like, yeah, Daryl, yeah. 
you know me, the prophet of the nations. Oh no, you're married to Belinda. She's doing such a good work in the, the political stuff. <laughs> True story. And, and see, even now, and I'm preaching. Even when it costs me more, you still get all of the glory. No, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But, but that was really interesting. And I just want, but we're talking about the changing of the weather. But it was a sign and a wonder. So people, non-Christians, were still referencing it. People were still referencing the weather change. And I just think that's so cool. And so what I'm saying in that is that what does it look like for us to abide in that place? And then we become the sign and the wonder. We become the sign and the wonder. In the, in the turbulences of life, you become the sign of wonder. You become the one with the business that prospers when all the other businesses shut down. You become the one full of joy when everything else is going crazy and everyone else is full of anxiety. You become the one that literally is found soaring above the eyes of the storm and people are saying, my goodness, how, what have you done? You know, one of the main questions that I, I was asked over the last few days, people were asking me, constantly what did you guys do during COVID all the time what did you do during COVID what did you do during COVID what did you do and I just said business as usual as much as possible and people are wow business as usual it was like I was like um and then but really that was the prime from pastors from leaders that was the primary you know and this is no uh, maybe that some of them watching now we bless you and we love you um but but do you know why because for so much of the church it wasn't business as usual and yet there was a level of persecution that came for those people that decided to stand and tried to maintain a posture of business as usual and this is so so important i heard i heard uh, i met with a number of people who had heard a field of dreams I met with one person in particular and he said field of dreams i heard that all you guys te- preach about is nephilim dna that's it and i'm going nephilim dna let me think have i got that on my notes Todd probably has but he doesn't preach it <laughs> and 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 i i was sitting with pastors and all i heard was and they say oh and they say you do guys do this and you do that and then in the COVID you did this and then you know and 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 I think that what's really interesting is rumors rumors spread about particular people and the particular things and a lot of them aren't true and so I'm just talking to the people about about what particular things we do and everything they go oh my goodness that makes perfect sense and then one of the guys one of the pastors said to me oh my goodness well I was told that you guys do this 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 and this but now it makes perfect sense that the enemy just twisted so I wouldn't connect with you guys during COVID and I wouldn't be able to maintain a place of a healthy Christian lifestyle during COVID. I was like, wow. Now that is the Holy Spirit revealing it to him. And that's what happens when you stand for something, when you're a forerunner, when you stand and you push for something as we have, you know, and I'm not saying we're the best, you know, I'm not saying that, but we are, but, but I'm not saying that. <laughs> you guys know me. But, but what I'm saying is, in all humility, because humility is, you know, is, the, is the principal thing, it's so key, humility and wisdom. But, but the thing is that when you push, it looks like something. And when you push against the darkness, when you push against the spirit world, the spirit world hates it. So Leviathan comes out and twists things. The spirit world hates it. So the spirit of accusation comes to accuse. The spirit realm hates it. So Jezebel comes and tries to chop off the heads of the prophets. The spirit realm hates it. Ahab comes and empowers a Jezebelic spirit to try to shut the churches down in the prophetic voice of the Lord. The spirit world hates it. It doesn't, we can go, we can go through the, you know, so much of the Bible and find different spirit forces that have, have got specific agenda to shut the church down, to shut the prophetic voice of the Lord down. And every time you stand in what you are called to, there will always, and there should be always a level of opposition against what you're standing for because you are standing for light and darkness hates light. And this is who we are. And this is what God is calling us to do in this season. He's saying with all, everything that's going on, just stand. But when you are standing, when you are submitting to God and resisting the devil, when you are standing, do not allow the enemy to get you off kilter. Do not allow the turbulence to rock you so much that you have to have someone come and console you in front of others. No, I'm joking, I'm being silly. Don't allow the turbulence to rock you, 
because you are soaring way above it. You are soaring way above it. And God, I feel like God is reminding us that he always knew that we would be born in this time. He always knew that we would be given the missions and the mandates that we have been given in this season. And in that, he's saying, I'm with you to the end. I am the Alpha and the Omega. There is nothing that I will not bring you into. There is nothing that can stand against you as long as you are in me. And let me tell you this, how many people sometimes feel opposition? I felt a lot of opposition over the last little while. It's just in the air, isn't it? There's, there's opposition in the air. But do you know why there's opposition? Because the enemy is threatened. The enemy is threatened when you're taking territory. The enemy is threatened when you're taking territory away from him. When you are taking ground, the enemy hates it. So he will always try to snatch away confidence. He will always try to snatch away health. He will always try to snatch away those things that we need in order to keep pressing in and keep pushing forward in the things that God has called us to do. God, the enemy will consistently try to find any breach, any way that he can snatch it away. Put stupid thoughts in your head, sorry, silly thoughts in your head. Oh, are you sure you're meant to be here? Are you meant to be doing what you're doing? Are you sure? This is a bit, gosh, this is costing a bit much. And he will constantly sow seeds of doubt. But let me tell you this, when a seed of doubt comes, what are you going to do? You're going to go back and you're going to wage war with the prophetic promises that God has given you. And say, no, God called me to be wherever you are on live stream. God called me to be in this state or in this nation. God called me to plant this church. God called me to do it. Before the beginning of time, he knew that. And when he gave me the word to, I feel like there's a pastor watching you plant a church. Um, when he gave me the word to plant this church, I know that there's someone, I really believe that. Um, or maybe you watch on, on, on a replay. When God gave me the word to plant this church, he had every intentionality to fulfill what this church's design was in this nation, in this city. This is so, so important. So whatever it is, whether it's your business, whether it's your personal life, whether it's your ministry, whatever it is, never allow the enemy to sow seeds of doubt that God doesn't have the intentionality to fulfill what he's calling you to. Never allow the enemy to come in like a flood but instead allow God in you to raise up a standard against him. And the standard, be, standard being the word of God, the nature and character of who God is for you. And then in conjunction with that, again, the words that he has spoken to you in order that you would be empowered to be able to take your stand against the enemy's scheme. The word schema is the word mind against the enemy's mind in order that you can push back against any opposition that comes. And let me tell you this, it says resist the devil and he will flee. Fleeing is a big deal. How many people have ever seen, uh, I, I make a loud noise in my house and my cat flees. And, and when the cat, the cat flees, it means it gets out of there. If the enemy flees, it means he literally gets out of there. And you know why? Because he knows that he's gonna lose even more ground if he sticks around. He's gonna, this is so, so important. So we are as a people gonna choose to stand we're going to choose to say we are here and we will not be moved, that we will be positioned on the rock and there is nothing that's going to convince us that God isn't good, that, God, that we are not going to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living and there is nothing that can speak to us a lie to saying that we will never come into the fullness of what God has spoken because that is not true. But in that, I have to just kind of say this, in that we understand that the prophetic requires our partnership. And so God is saying, will you partner with me in this season to see even more of the desires of your heart? Delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. As Psalm 37 verse four. Uh, will you partner with me in order that we can see more of those desires come to pass? But it's gonna look like for some of us a level of contending and that contending will look like standing our ground against the enemy's schemes. Is that good? Awesome, let's all stand. Finishing on time very promptly. Can you put the non-illegal pads on? Thanks so much, awesome. You guys can grab your communion while we're standing. We're just gonna pray first before we do communion. Oh, okay, all right. Do, rip it all off, do it.
wish we could all rip it all together. There'll be one ripping and then we'll be like, it's like, okay, cool. Let's just pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you so much for what you are doing in this season. We thank you, God, that it says that you do nothing without first revealing your secret counsel to your servants, the prophets first. Father, we thank you that you are, it says before those things happen, I announce them to you. Father, we thank you that you are the beginning and the end and that you lead us on paths of righteousness in your way. And so right now in the name of Jesus, I just thank you for each and every person here where there's been levels of opposition. I really believe that this speaks to a lot of people about the state of their mind, that there's been a lot of opposition mentally. I'm just going to ask you, just so no one looking around, I'm just going to ask you if that's if this message just spoke to you, specifically the, the latter end of it to do with the levels of contending in your mind, can you just put, raise your hand? It's an acknowledgement to God. I knew that. I knew there'd be a lot of you. And so, so we're just going to pray. Just say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I ask that today would be a divine reset, a brand new day in the area of my thinking. Holy Spirit, will you bring to remembrance those prophetic words that you've spoken over the years, whether by person or directly through your spirit, that were designed to become my weapons of warfare in the days of trial. Today I choose to engage those weapons just like Timothy in order that I might stand push back and advance in all the things you are calling me to in Jesus name and everybody said Amen you guys can take your communion this is all connected to Christ and His sacrifice seen you before you're very very tall and you're looking at me right now and you know who you are because you're taller than everyone else okay good okay and and no just you just stay in your seat that's fine just you and your wife um i just want to pray for you guys right now you yeah you can stretch your hands towards these guys i i've really felt the lord say that and now i i often prophesy transition uh, but i really do feel like you guys are in a transition and i believe that that's where you're at, at the moment and i felt the lord say that there was something that you've been doing for a many number of years specifically connected to to work and i felt like him say that there's a transition of work in this season now and i believe it's from him and i got the scripture ecclesiastes uh, 3 verse 11 which is god makes everything beautiful or appropriate in its time. And I felt the Lord say it's appropriate timing now to lay down those things that you felt that it was time to lay down. I actually see you passing things over. And so I feel like you're, there's, there, you've been training people up to pass things over, is that right? I'm right, yeah. And, and I felt like it was time to actually let go, actually towards the end of this year, towards the end of this year and into kind of the beginning, the beginning and to mid-year next year, that that's the transition time. And I believe by mid-year next year, it will, all be, it will all be transitioned. And so I saw these people literally in line to follow your, your um, literally follow you. And you've been training them like little Timothys actually. And they've been behind you. And then I saw you take, take the baton and then pass it back. And then, and, and I feel like you, yeah, it's really interesting. Really good. And your, your wife, she's, um, you, your voice is very, very powerful. And you have a voice of justice, doesn't she? She's very strong just saying that and I felt like there was an administration of strength through the royal decree from your mouth and I feel like the Lord's bringing you up into a new ability to be able to bring a level of royal decree from your mouth in this season and it says decree a thing and it will be established for you so I really believe that your is it your wife I hope so yeah good <laughs> 
So I feel like the Lord is bringing you into a place of an administration of royal declaration. And you're going to start to decree those things and literally declare a thing and it will be established for you. And I really believe that that's what's happening in this season now for you specifically. And I feel like there's been a big... Have you just transitioned um, with children? Is that what's happened? They've all grown up and you've just transitioned out of that season? Like literally just now, is that what's happened? Sorry, you're in front of everyone and on camera. You don't need to be... But I just felt it so strongly. I'm just going to come over. And so I just felt that there was this beautiful transitional time. And so just put your hands up right now. Just put your hands up. Father, right now in the name of Jesus, we just bless this couple. We thank you right now for who they are. We thank you for what they're called to do. We thank you for the transitional time in their world. Father, we thank you that, that they've, they've sowed so much. We thank you that it's time to reap now for what they've sowed in the name of Jesus. So Father, we thank you that as the baton is passed, they will be able to administer, literally jump into the next thing that you're calling them to in this place of transition now in the name of Jesus. So we just thank you that it would come. from business into ministry but you were just training up someone in Nigeria to take over the business that's exactly what I saw yep 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 that's awesome so good thank you so much so let's just pray. let's just pray one more time Father I thank you right now for that transition in Nigeria we thank you the transition of ministry and business and we thank you right now for all the Timothys that have been raised up and we declare we thank you God that you have highlighted now as the time of the transitional point in the name of Jesus and everybody said Amen so what's so yeah it's so good I don't know if you just caught what you were saying but you said before he came into the meeting just now, this me- before he came into this meeting, he was in a, in a meeting on Zoom with the people in Nigeria to transition them into their new thing, just before he walked in. So isn't that awesome? God's so good. God is so good. Well, bless you guys. What a wonderful, wonderful service. Be free. Have a wonderful lunch. Have a nice, strong cup of coffee. And we will look forward to seeing you at 3 p.m. this afternoon. Or, tu- no, not Tuesday, or the following Tuesday. So we'll look forward to seeing them. Bless you. Thanks for being here. Amen.